I'm Renee. And I'm Anthony. Welcome to Blue Soul Chats, a podcast that bridges the gap between science and spirituality. We connect the higher levels of consciousness to bring forth divine energies to teach ancient wisdom and to heal. Your journey to getting connected to your soul and all that is starts here. Hi, I'm Anthony. And I'm Renee. And we're here today to have a chit chat with what we refer to as seraphim energy. What is that energy? Where did it come from? And what do they have to teach us? They explain their energy as a combination or a mishmash, if you like, of both form and formless beings from these higher dimensions. So let's bring them through and have a chat to see what we can learn from the seraphim energy. Let's do that. So Anthony's connecting to our guides now, which largely make up the Ascended Masters and include the seraphim energy. It's always an honor and privilege to be in your presence, Gaia. Thank you for receiving us. Nice to see you guys. Historically, seraphim energies are what you refer to as angels. These are the light beings that came to all of those who you refer to as us, Ascended Masters. We saw the seraphim energies and we mistook them for something different. We mistook them for being truly angels. We saw the auras around them and thought they were wings, but they're not. But that is a very good representation of what they look like. Seraphims truly are not angels. They are not physical beings either. There is something in between. They are what we call formless forms, but they are part of the angelic realms. They are living creatures, but they have no form. They have been around for billions and billions and billions of years. What's their purpose? Their purpose is to be very close to source energy, the Godhead. They are messengers. They are protectors. They are healers. They are a part of all of the angelic realms. And you might say that they are in charge if you would like to see it that way. Yes. They allow everything within this particular realm to run smoothly. They are the bosses, if you will. They are in charge of letting all of the other angelic realms know where they must go and what they must do. Something like that. So does that mean Metatron is a seraphim energy? No, he is not. His energy more is what you refer to as archangel energy. Again, there is no difference in angel energy, archangel energy. However, seraphim energy is quite different 
This is an energy that is not truly of angelic nature only. It's a unique energy that's a combination of both, angelic and galactic. These are the first beings that your human beings saw during different enlightenment periods. Can you give us a few examples? Yes. During many of your Old Testament, there were many of the ancient masters that saw them come. They would call them seraphim, and they thought that they had six wings, but they didn't. That was just their auric field around them, shining very brightly. But the only way that human beings could understand what they were was to draw wings, because that is all they knew. But you know better now, don't you? They also show up symbolically in the Kabbalah, do they not? Of course they do, because the ba Kabbalah is part of the very Old Testament. It is the mystical part of what Judaism is all about. So yes, it's all a part of the Kabbalah. It is part of the Bible. It is part of the Torah. Of the Muslim book as well, the Quran. Most all holy books have them. However, in the holy book of India, many of the pictures appear to be like goddesses and gods. That's how they saw them, not as angels, but as goddesses and gods in many different forms. So you see, in every holy book, the seraphims appear just in different forms. Here's where I'm a little confused. When we think about things in a quantum world, where there's quantum fields and there is no hierarchy, how can the seraphim, if you like, be in charge of a certain realm when there's no hierarchy? We didn't say that they were. You did. We're only putting it to you so you can try to understand. If we were to say that they really are, they only dwell within a particular realm, then that's really all they do. There's nothing more than that. Are they truly in charge of the angelic realm? No, not really. But they can go there if they choose, for they are a part of it as well. This is what you were referring to before, that there really is no hierarchy so much in realms and dimensions, but their frequencies. So the way that you're sort of describing it, from what I can understand, is that the seraphim energy exists at a high enough or vibrational frequency where they can go to whatever realm they choose to in order to assist. Let us say this. Yes, that is true, but they can change their frequencies whenever they decide to. Now, can other frequencies change their frequencies to go to seraphim? No, it doesn't work that way. So that's what makes the seraphim energy so unique, is that they are vibrating at such a high frequency, aka being close to source, if you like, that it makes it more difficult or more challenging for other energies to do that. That is correct. It takes a great deal of time, practice, 
if you will, to be able to change frequencies like that. Many times there are those that are stuck within a certain frequency for a million years, let's say. And by frequency, you could also interchange that with the word dimension. That is correct also. Yes. If you want to say what is truly a multi-dimensional being, seraphim energy is one of them. You are a multi-dimensional being too. Human beings are multi-dimensional beings, but it all depends upon the frequency in which the human being occupies. Not all human beings occupy frequencies that can go from one frequency to another. It takes time. So if we imagine that we have energy all around us that exists in what some refer to as the Merkaba body, and that there's different energies and layers and DNA, if you like, that we can't see, but that is there in the quantum realm. So it sounds like what you're saying, depending on where we are in our spiritual development as human beings, we can either access and tap into those frequencies or not. As human beings, yes. Spiritual development as a human being, yes. We told you before. We will tell you again. And you have to try to wrap your human mind and brain around this that there is no beginning and there is no end. So where you are in this spiritual development is all dependent upon your DNA at this particular time. You see, it's becoming more and more difficult, isn't it? The messages that we're giving to you to try to actually understand what it is. But you're getting there and we applaud you for the effort. And that's because, as human beings, we have linear minds and linear ways of thinking. Yes, you do. But you're both doing very well at this time. Trying to understand the messages that we're giving to you. You're getting there. <laughs> little by little. And how do you help others who are watching right now get there to try and put their heads around this quantum message, if you like, about how the seraphim energies exist and how they relate and compare to other energies that exist in these other dimensions. Those that are watching the video at this very moment will either resonate with it or they will not. But what they must understand is that there is a resonance for every energy here. You have to find what is your resonance. What is your frequency that you resonate with? It is up to you. We've told you before, maybe you have a resonance with angelic energies. Maybe galactic. Maybe you have a resonance for a void of nothingness. Maybe you have decided in this life that there is no God and that is your resonance. Maybe you decide to live in pain your entire life. Maybe that is your residence. You see, it all depends on what it is that you have decided for yourself. So in other words, the whole idea and notion of the seraphim energy will resonate only with those who have some kind of connection to it energetically in this lifetime. 
in a manner of speaking, yes. Even if you don't, but you feel that you are connected to source energy, that too will resonate. So you see, there's a little bit of seraphim in all of us because they are part of a Godhead system. And then with that, we will depart. Thank you for having us, Gaia, and receiving us. You're welcome. Thanks for coming through. May peace be with you. Om Shanti Shanti. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. So our guides are now leaving and they're taking a step back from Anthony's auric field. And Anthony's humanness will step back in. Are you back? Yes, more or less. <laughs> so what do you think about seraphim energy? Have you ever heard of seraphim energy? Does it resonate with you or do you resonate with something else? And why do you resonate with something else? Maybe you're a part of the angelic realm as well, and that resonates with you. Or maybe you connect to earthbound energy, and shamanism is the aspect of spiritual connection that brings you in. Whatever it is that resonates with you, follow it, connect with it. And above all, be open to learning new things about new dimensions and how to connect to them. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you again. Thanks so much, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye now. You've been listening to Blue Soul Chats, a podcast that bridges the gap between science and spirituality. You can follow us on YouTube at Blue Soul Earth and find out more about us at www.bluesoulearth.com, where you can learn more about our study with spirit courses and workshops. We are also Blue Soul Earth on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Clubhouse. Join us for a future episode of Blue Soul Chats where we hope to ignite your soul's purpose and journey. Thanks for being here and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and check out previous episodes in our library.